the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. North Carolina holding a GOP primary election, and it will be in the spotlight this week. Here is correspondent Bob Agnew. He has more. State Senator Dan Bishop of Charlotte is a leading contender among the 10 candidates in next week's GOP primary in the 9th Congressional District. Bishop is best known as the architect of the state's so-called bathroom bill three years ago, and he's been racking up contributions and endorsements. Virtually alone on the political calendar this year, the election is likely to draw nationwide attention. Bob Agnew reporting. Using only its rear wheels after the front landing gear fell to deploy a Myanmar National Airlines plane made an emergency landing at Yangon's Mandalay International Airport. All 82 passengers and seven crew members were declared safe. Video apparently shot by one of the passengers posted online showed an urgent but orderly evacuation of the passengers and crew. More details at srnnews.com. To her, you're known as Sweetie, Little One, Peanut, Pumpkin, Snuggle Bunny, and a couple of others that are just too cutesy to mention on the radio. While she may have a million names for you, she is simply Mom, the wonderful woman who brought you into this world and, as she gently reminds you, could take you out. So, to the most important woman in our lives, AM 1280 The Patriot says, Happy Mother's Day. This month's book giveaway is the biggest yet here at The Patriot. Our main book of the month is Dennis Prager's The Rational Bible Genesis, and four listeners will win a signed copy of his new book, and one grand prize winner will receive a signed copy of both The Rational Bible Genesis and The Rational Bible Exodus, plus Dennis Prager's complete tour. Register to win that at the Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. High 62, mostly sunny skies. Hour 2, Mitch Berg filling in for Brad Carlson starts right now. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My program, The Closer Edition. No, I'm normally not The Closer. That's Brad Carlson, uh, who's been here for uh, going on eight years now. Uh, But together, the Northern Alliance dominating Twin Cities weekend radio for going on 16 years uh, with firm but friendly hands. So I'm uh, glad you could join us. 651-289-4488, the number to call to join us. You can also join us on hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. If you happen to get a little mic shy, we'll, we'll, we'll take you either way. Operators are standing by. Well, we have been uh, talking about this legislative session ever since it started back in January. We are finally down to the last week, which means we are down to the time when 99% of the work is going to take place. At least that's the way it seems in every legislative session. And on this issue, uh, on every issue, especially the issue we're talking about next, uh, the Minnesota's uh, dry, uh, the Minnesota DFL's drive towards gun control, it seems we'll be seeing some of that as well. And with us to discuss the upcoming week, what it holds in store for us, and what we, the law-abiding Second Amendment supporters, uh, need to do <laughs> afterwards, is the Executive Director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, Brian Strasser. Uh, Brian, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, good afternoon, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on on this uh, gorgeous Sunday. So uh, w- let's go back in time to January. We were looking at a very radical DFL House uh, proposing some radical gun control measures. Uh, the, the ones that finally got through were red flag gun confiscation orders and universal registration of firearms, basically. They have different titles. That's what they mean, uh, in, in essence here. And 
also a Democrat governor who looked likely to sign anything that got through, but a thin uh, Senate majority uh, for the Republicans. Uh, so, so over the, over the course of the months, I mean, describe describe where we're at now, uh, five months later, Brian Strasser. So, so where we are currently, Mitch, is the um, what the House did. They announced with great fanfare. Uh, these two bills, uh, House File 8 and House File 9, the red flag gun confiscation, universal gun registration, as part of their top 10 priorities for 2019. Um, they got them through committee. They got through the Public Safety Committee and then the House Judiciary Committee, and then through Ways and Means, uh, because there's a fiscal component involved. You have to spend money for both of these bills. And then they never brought them to the floor. Instead, what they did is they piled them into the public safety and judiciary omnibus finance bill, the budget bill for emergency management and prisons and um, the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension and all the public safety stuff, all the courts. And they stuck these policy. They stuck a lot of policy in there. These two gun control bills were just part of that big omnibus bill, hundreds of pages long. And they brought that to the floor a few weeks ago in uh, it was April 29th. Passed it at 1.45 in the morning. Not a single Republican voted for it. Uh, several Democrats, several DFLers, uh, and all Republicans voted against it. But they have a big majority, so they were able to get it through. Now we're in conference committee because the Senate, being controlled by Republicans, uh, passed a budget bill with almost no policy in it. There's no gun control in that bill. And because the two bills are different, they're in conference committee trying to hash out a compromise. And that's where we are right now. That's what will happen over the coming days. And in theory, they'll come to some kind of agreement on what should be in that bill, and they'll pass it before next Monday at midnight, the 20th. Now, a, a couple of little bits of background here uh, on the, the the way these bills have traveled to their current destination. And, and that is, the DFL started the session off, especially the House DFL, led by Ryan Winkler, uh, started the session off saying, well, there, there's a broad mandate of popular support for universal registration and red flag gun confiscation laws. Why? 90% of Minnesotans favor these measures here. And, and we observed over the course of the session that if that were in fact the truth, the DFL would have brought these bills both to the floor uh, as standalone bills, and the authors would have been carried to the lectern to sign them practically into law for handing them off to the governor at the very least, uh, because this would have been an unheard of mandate from the people. Ninety percent of Minnesotans supporting anything. You don't get ninety percent of Minnesotans supporting the twins for crying out loud. Uh, so right. this tells us a little something about the integrity of Ryan Winkler's messaging. I have to thank uh, Brian Strasser. Well, I mean, clearly they've been saying all session that these measures enjoy, you know, 90, somewhere between 80 and 90 percent or higher support. And we know that's not true. What they're citing is a poll. And the poll question that they cite is, do you believe that all gun sales should involve a criminal background check? Right. OK, great. That sounds like a fantastic idea until you start to talk about what that really means. When you look at what's actually in the bill. That's not what's in the bill. The bill does a whole lot of other things. And when people hear that, they're like, well, I don't support that. That's crazy. So the, the support is not there to, to that level. And, and certainly, I mean, you bring up a great point. The DFL, if they had the votes to pass them as standalone bills, then they should have passed them as standalone bills. And I think they were afraid to bring them to the floor. I don't think they passed. Absolutely. I, there, there was even rumors coming from Capitol Hill that the DFL didn't have the votes on its own, on its own to get them through as standalone bills. Nobody, even the DFL, right. even the Metrocrats, especially the ones that uh, came into office during the midterms, aren't feeling so secure about gun control that could sign their names uh, to them with a vote, which uh, something mm -hmm. I want to uh, touch on a little later on in our discussion here, Brian Streisand, we start talking about looking ahead to 2020, which is really the important takeaway from this legislative session, Brian Strasser. Mm -hmm. So so over the course of this next week, uh, we've heard from some uh, gun rights groups in Minnesota <clears throat> that uh, the, the the big worry is coming from the Senate Majority Leader, who has apparently been seen in a hot tub up on the North Shore with Governor Waltz, uh, drinking champagne, <laughs> smoking Cuban cigars, and plotting to betray gun owners, Brian Strasser. Any, any comment on the impending betrayal of the Minnesota gun owner? <laughs> well, hey, look, uh, Senator Gazalka has been forthright from the very beginning that he doesn't support 
any type of gun control legislation. Um, he has not once uh, voted uh, in favor of gun control. He's never sponsored a gun control bill. He's got a unified caucus right now where all 35 Republican senators have said they're not going to support any of this or any other gun control. Uh, and, and while I might want more from the Senate in terms of bringing pro-gun legislation uh, to the floor and passing it, making the Democrats you know, refuse to call it in the House, I don't see any pending betrayal here by Minnesota uh, Senate Republicans. Should we keep the pressure on? Absolutely. Uh, should we be prepared to hold them accountable if something happens? Absolutely. But do I see that coming right now? No. And I have zero indication all year long that Senator Gazalka was going to do anything of the sort. Yeah. Uh, neither did anyone who actually pays attention to reality on this issue. But, you know, there are people out there who don't. So back to reality here, uh, Brian Strasser. Let's talk about uh, the, 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 the session that's just been. I mean, as, as someone who leads one of Minnesota's foremost gun rights groups, uh, how, how would you rate uh, the, the session in terms of outcomes? I, we, there was a certain amount of justifiable trepidation at the beginning of the session. Uh, how, how do you rate this session? What, do you, what are the big takeaways for, for gun rights at the, as we almost get to the end of the session here? Well, I mean, I hate to think about a year where we have had to play defense as a victory, but I think coming out of the legislative session, uh, you know, in eight days without having gun control passed into law, we have to count that as a win. All the forces were aligned against us. Um, you know, big house majority, brand new governor who, you know, when you're coming into office, you're at the height of your ability to influence policy uh, and influence the legislation. Uh, Well-funded, well-organized opposition. So, I mean, I, I think we have to look at, we felt a little up against the ropes coming into the year, but we also had huge support from around the state. Our organization continues to grow. We get more and more people involved in the fight. Um, you know, I'll take a defensive win, uh, given current climate. You know, if there's something that I regret from the year, I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen the Senate, you know, have hearings on program legislation um, and and pass those and make the, make the House sit on it for 2020. Is that a, uh, I think f- that would set up elections in greater Minnesota in a great way. Absolutely, Brian Strasser. Now, is the fact that they didn't a matter of timidity or a matter of tactics in your in your opinion? Obviously, um, I, it's a great question. I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't. Um, I think there was a lot. There's a lot of focus on getting a budget passed um, this year and uh, trying to come to some type of agreement without, at least from the Republicans' minds, in terms of not raising the gas tax, not raising other taxes, not making it more expensive. Uh, on other Minnesotans. I think that's been their focus. Um, I, I don't know if I would call it a lack of timidity or not. I would just like to see more you know, pro-gun push from them than what we have. Let's talk about the other side. Obviously, we have some large, well-funded groups, uh, groups that have grown uh, since you and I have both been involved in this issue. Uh, certainly, uh, money has a way of drawing followers in the way that uh, honey draws flies. Uh, but they, they certainly burned a lot of political capital and uh, in, in, in this uh, particular cycle. And they burned through a ton of money, I believe 20 times as much as the good guys spent in uh, 2018. And that ratio looks likely to continue. Uh, what do you, where do you think they're standing right now? They burned a lot of political capital, haven't a lot to show for it. They did try to set up their big wins in the suburbs as wins for gun control. Uh, as far as you've seen, are, are, are the bad guys coming out of this uh, session better or worse positioned than they did this time at the beginning of the session? I think they'll come out of the session worse than where they were at the beginning. I would, I would argue the beginning of a new legislative biennium where, um, you know, they claimed credit for bringing a Republican majority, or I'm sorry, a Democrat majority, DFL majority into the House and helping elect a governor. Um, I, I, I think they were at the height of their ability to influence the legislature. Um, I don't think they're going to have that in, in 2020, um, and particularly since they didn't get – they made zero progress in the Senate on bills. Yeah, they. they, um, they I, I, I think the. 
And as you pointed out, they lost five votes in the House. I mean, actually, five uh, outstate DFLers that flaked away, which uh, again had to be completely planned. I mean, they, those votes are taken with the full permission of the Speaker and the Majority Leader in those cases. But it does show they do not have, by any means, a unified caucus. Brian Strasser, can we keep you for one more segment? I want to talk about twenty twenty here. Absolutely. All right, excellent. Yeah, by the way, if you've got questions for Brian Strasser, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, uh, give us a call six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also join us via. Uh, Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's N A R N Show. Join us. We'll be right back. Don't think you can be a man with just a Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-930-2646. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-930-2646. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-930-2646. 1-800-930-2646. Step into a Chet's-owned Red Wing store this season for non-insulated, waterproof, and water-resistant footwear. Need new boots for summer work? Check out our variety of steel, aluminum, and composite safety toe options. Don't forget our selection of regular toe footwear either. Too busy with projects this season to get to the store? Ask us about our mobile shoe service, where we bring the store to you. Or stop in to see us in Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Circle Pines, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Work is our work. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. And their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Please welcome Southside Johnny and the Asbury Dunes! Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488 or hashtag Narn Show. Hey, don't forget, dive in the dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Tickets are on sale. Boy, are they ever right now. Most of them are. It's coming up June 15th at Discovery Bay, deep underwater. You can call the Das Boat edition of uh, of Salem Twin Cities. Either way, you're going to be uh, at Discovery Bay in the middle of a million gallons of water with all sorts of aquatic wildlife around you and all sorts of uh, civilized political life within. You get to talk with Dr. Sebastian Gorka, hear him uh, talk, maybe even get in and uh, do a little meet and greet with him. Tickets are still available for the meet and greet, 159 bucks, or dinner alone, 
$99. You can go am1280thepatriot.com, click on the Dive In link, follow the links to buy uh, the tickets. By the way, the Narn table sold out over the last week, and the Gorka table sold out <clears throat> right afterwards. 651-289-4488. We are talking with Brian Strasser, Executive Director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. We'd be remiss if we didn't uh, tell people that they need to get involved in the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus uh, and, and, and get involved soon because uh, now with the, the session drawing to a close, the hard work actually begins. Uh, where can people go to find out more about the caucus, uh, Brian Strasser? You can learn more about us at gunowners.mn or on Facebook, search for Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. And what kind of support does the caucus need from people? I mean, it's a wide, it's a wide net we cast, but uh, what kind of support? How can people get involved with the caucus? Well, I think the most important thing to do right now is to make sure your legislators know where you stand on the issue of gun control and gun rights. Um, you can do that in a few minutes at gunowners.mn slash action which will let you send some pre-written messages to your House uh, representative and your senator. And then you can join us at gunowners.mn slash join. Your memberships are about 11 cents a day for our annual membership, and that helps us fund a full-time presence at the state capitol and campaigns and legal action across the state. And it has been absolutely essential having that full-time presence. I mean, changing policy against Millions of dollars of subsidies from anti-gunners with deep pockets is not a pickup game. This is this is a matter where we got to start. All. We got to start developing some professionalism as well as the commitment that has always carried us in this state so far. So this is this is huge. Now, the sessions uh, looks looks like it's going to draw to a close with any luck at all, uh, without any gun control measures passing, hot tub parties notwithstanding. But now the hard work mm-hmm. begins. We're, we're, we got to head uh, head to 2020 uh, when the Senate will be up for grabs, and a whole lot of those newly flipped metro seats uh, will be up for rematches here. So, what is the caucus's uh, what's the caucus looking forward to as far as uh, as ideas for how to change things in 2020? Well, I think you know we'll have uh, we have several votes that have been graded from this session in the House and. There'll be a shorter legislative session in spring 2020, uh, usually starts in March and wraps up in May. And and undoubtedly, gun control will be on the DFL's agenda again in that uh, spring 2020 session. But then the the campaign really begins in earnest coming out of the 2020 session uh, at at the end of May. So from May to November, we'll really be in campaign mode. And, uh, you know, our greatest opportunity will be to decide which races that we can target and have an impact in, like how can we get gun owners out to the polls. And we had a lot of luck with that in the Senate District 11 special election where Jason Rarick, you know, took the seat previously held by the Lori family for a couple of generations. You know, getting gun owners to the polls was a big part of why Jason Rarick, Republican, won that seat. And so we'll be working to do the same in 2020. Uh, that's right. So, so the other big, uh, obviously, the, the Senate, which has been the bulwark against uh, gun control in this session so far, against a, a DFL governor and a DFL, a radical DFL-controlled House, uh, is up for grabs uh, as it is every four years, as it will be for the last time before redistricting. Uh, any mm-hmm. signs for optimism or concern as we look ahead to uh, deciding the Senate in, in, in about a year and a half? Well, I mean, it's going to be a 2020 is going to be a pivotal year. Obviously, the the president is on the ballot. uh, So we'll have, you know, Donald Trump, President Trump running for reelection against one of 30 some DFLers that uh, manages to make it through their um, primary and caucus and convention process. So there's going to be a lot of passion. It's going to be a lot of people to the polls, both to defeat President Trump and to support President Trump. Uh, so it's going to be a high turnout election. Um, so it'll be a great chance to get motivated folks to the polls. But I think um, we're going to see a lot of strong opposition, um, particularly in the metro areas, for folks that just don't like the president. Uh, and that's going to be a, a tough hill to climb in both winning back House seats and holding or expanding the Senate majority. So uh, feeling generally optimistic, guardedly optimistic, guardedly pessimistic. How's how's things looking <laughs> for two years from now? Well, yeah, Minnesota politics is, is weird and runs a little counter to the rest of the country. So I'll go with guardedly optimistic right now. Uh, I think there's a, a path to hold the Senate. Um, 
or perhaps even expand that majority. Um, but there's a huge majority to overcome in the House, and I'm not sure. We'll see how things are positioned and what that looks like going into 2020. Let's talk a little bit about some of the numbers that we saw coming out of uh, out of the last election regarding the the pro, uh, the importance of gun control in pushing the DFL agenda in the the burbs. Now we're talking a lot of metro area suburban races. It used to be so, so, leaning leaning red at the very least, and we lost. Darn near all of them in 2018. I mean, it was just a bloodbath in the metro area. Uh, how important are gun rights or, or the suppression thereof in, in uh, deciding these, these metro area districts that used to be, especially on the outer reaches, your Maple Groves, your, your, your Cindy Pews districts out in, uh, out in 33, uh, districts like that that, we, that the good guys never should have lost? How important... Uh, was was uh, Second Amendment pro or con in arbitrating those races, in your opinion, Brian Strasser? Well, I think it was very important um, from the standpoint that Republicans will not turn out for you if you're anti-gun or if they think you're anti-gun. So, you know, we, we saw losses in the close-in suburbs like Plymouth and Maple Grove um, and down in Carver County or towards Carver County, um, we saw losses in seats that we'd previously held for years because those, I think partially because those representatives signed on to water down gun control measures, thinking that was going to save them. Um, Keith Frankie representative for now, former representative Frankie is a good example of that. Uh, I think that was spring Lake park yeah. um, where he was the former mayor and very popular. And he signed on to universal background checks, voted against standard ground in committee and gun owners are like, well, we don't need you. Yeah. So we're not going to come out for you. Good way to kill whatever enthusiasm might have. And, of course, the, the, the two most obvious examples that I think need to be held up in front of all Republicans who might be running for office in the metro, uh, Eric Paulson, who started to show signs mm-hmm. of flaking away at the last minute and uh, did him not a bit of good. Right. And Dario Anselmo, who showed us, and I, I know Dario, I like him, but he showed that uh, that, that, that turning coats – uh, on the good guys is not going to earn you any credit with the bad guys, much less with all of us. Uh, I, I think ex- no, I mean, look at look. Yeah, look at Dario's race. Dario um, was the poster child for bipartisanship and gun control, according to the anti-gun groups. And he was not endorsed by uh, the Bloomberg uh, organizations. Um, and in fact, he came out and door, they came out and door knocked against him in favor of Heather, Heather Edelson. Who wound up holding that, or wound up winning that seat? Yeah, so there's no there's no mercy for quizlings out there, and and I say that not intending to call uh, Dario Anselmo a quizling. He has his, his his reasons. I'm speaking much more generally. I I, I, I disagree with Dario on on that, but I'd much rather seen him in office than out. Quite frankly, uh, for for mm-hmm. reasons that should be obvious to anyone who follows partisan politics in Minnesota. So we got about two minutes remaining, Brian Strasser. Uh, what does the caucus and what does the Second Amendment need Minnesotans who are concerned about this issue to do over the next year and a half? The main thing is to get involved in the fight. Um, there, I would say there's probably a, a few thousand gun owners that are actively engaged day to day in what goes on. Um, and that number grows, but there's two and a half million gun owners in the state. Uh, we should be melting down the phones and the email boxes at the legislature much more frequently than we are right now. And so I would say first get involved. So go to gunowners.mn slash action, send your emails, uh, follow up on action alerts when they come out, um, volunteer uh, with us to help grow the organization. Um, and when election time comes, whether you're helping us or you're just out door knocking for your local pro-gun candidate or some other type of volunteer activity, do that. Do that as frequently as as you can, so that we can build build the majority in the Senate and, and regain the House. Absolutely. One more time to find out more information about the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus and and how you can get involved how to channel that involvement. Where can people go and and uh, why should they go, Brian Strasser? Website is gunowners.mn. You can take action right now at gunowners.mn/action, or look at us on Facebook where we post more frequent updates. Uh, you can just search for Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, and then you can like and follow uh, that page. Um, and this is the time to get involved. They're counting on you to be apathetic. They're yeah. counting on you to, to think that the election is is 18 months away 
but the time to get involved is right now. They need to hear from you, whether they're an anti-gun DFL representative and senator or you've got a super strong program Republican representative. They need to hear from you today. The good guys have a great record, have always had a great record of absolutely showing up in the email bo- inboxes and on the phone lines. But future generations need to talk of the plague of shooters of 2019 in the annals of policy in this state and over this next year and a half. Uh, Brian Strasser from the uh, Executive Director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your Sunday and uh, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I'll pass that along to my wife. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Uh, Brian Strasser from uh, the Minnesota Gunners Caucus. By the way, uh, the caucus also produces a weekly, well, during the session, at least weekly podcast hosted by, well, yours truly. If you go out to uh, Minnesota Gun Report, that's mngunreport.org, uh, you can actually check out the podcast, which comes out right around 6 a.m. every Monday morning, including tomorrow morning. There will be a podcast tomorrow and another one a week from uh, tomorrow. And then we'll be going down to, I don't know, bi-weekly, maybe monthly. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, gunowners.mn, of course, just to get involved in general. 651-289-4488. Couple segments to go. Go nowhere. The Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. We're here at creditrepair.com, the most recognized name in the industry when it comes to resolving credit report issues and getting that credit score up. With me, I got Aaron. Aaron, what happens when people call creditrepair.com? A lot. Just one call gets any listener a free credit score, free credit report, and a free personalized credit evaluation right over the phone. In just a few minutes, you'll know exactly what's hurting your credit and get a personalized game plan to help restore it. And that can make a huge difference when it comes to getting those things that we want, like a new car, a new house, or even a brand new job. Absolutely. Your credit score is one of the first things lenders look at, and our proven process can help remove those unfair or inaccurate items like late payments and collections from your credit report. In fact, on average, people who have used our service have seen significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. What are you waiting for? Call creditrepair.com today. Call 800-851-5318. That's 800-851-5318. 800-851-5318. Our newest on-air host is visiting the Twin Cities for the first time. Join us for Dive In, dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka at Minnesota Zoo's Discovery Bay on June 15th. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Right now, Luckies make any purchase and pick up a free two liter of any Pepsi product. Whether it's two cents or $200, it doesn't matter what you spend. Just mention AM 1280 The Patriot and get a free two liter soda. Visit LuckyStations.com to find a station near you. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Please join me, should you be so inclined. Don't forget, I am in for Brad Carlson right now. We'll be for the rest of the day here today. I'll be back next Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. Brad Carlson will be back in his rightful chair. 
Just a week from today, 1 to 3, every Sunday here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Don't forget Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley's The Power of Healthy Conflict. Coming up Friday, May 7th. That's at the 17th. That's just coming Friday. A redeeming, loving, uh, redeeming Love Church in Maplewood. It's going to be a great event if you're part of a couple and you want to find the tools it takes to survive the travails, the rapids, the shoals, the rocks, the, the cliches of long-term relationships. doesn't matter if you've been married forever or just got engaged yesterday or if you're just thinking about it for that matter. Doctors Greg and Aaron Smiley will provide biblical strategies that show how, health, how healthy conflict and healthy pronunciation of complex phonemes can take you to deeper levels of satisfaction as a couple. The Smalleys will deliver insightful, practical, passionate, in-person guidance that will help couples as they grow closer together through their disagreements. By the end of the evening, the couples in attendance, we are told, will understand that marriage is a battle, but it's a battle against selfishness, not against their spouse. Ergo, everyone wins if anyone wins. So, Check it out. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Get your tickets for The Power of Healthy Conflict uh, at uh, coming up in Maplewood this coming Friday. It's going to be it's going to be interesting if you're a fascinating event, actually. I'm told it's excellent. So yesterday we talked at some length about a poll that the mainstream media has been pushing. It's by Pew Research, which in terms of uh, overall public policy is generally – reliable generally i say generally reliable uh they, they they generally do a fairly good job of of trying to keep political agendas out of their research uh they they i say as a very general rule they de- do a decent job of it now that's more than can be said of some of the coverage of some of their polling for example uh, just to give credit where it's due uh, the the Pew Research has been one of the major polling organizations that has been fairly forthright in saying yep yeah, no americans don't know that violent crime has plummeted in the last 25 years, but it certainly has. They have done yeoman's work in showing us the differences and the, the issues there. The, the, now the, and, and the, we talked yesterday, we keyed heavily on a, uh, on a poll that, uh, in which they claimed, and this is uh, the way it was phrased in Pew Research, about three in 10 Americans say it would bother them to hear people speak a language other than English in public. And it goes into some details, and when you go into the cross tabs, the context is is there. There is some context. Republicans are more likely to be bothered a lot by someone speaking a foreign language in public, and considerably more likely to be bothered a little bit or not very much. Uh, most of them, a significant majority of Republicans are bothered to some extent, but then. Uh, nearly a majority of Democrats or leaning Democrats are bothered as well. And that, that's an interesting number in and of itself. And the media took interest in the parts you might suspect. I mean, the Washington Post, as we discussed on the show yesterday, says uh, nearly half of white screams, I should say, as headlines uh, on the story. Nearly half of white Republicans says it bothers them to hear speaking uh, people speaking foreign languages in public. And it, it's the Washington Post uh, posited this study as essentially a way of, of saying Republicans are a bunch of xenophobic racists, and and it did so by including references in the story about the Pew Research Study, to a couple of episodes that have nothing to do with the issue being studied. And I quote, the study follows a number of high-profile confrontations between English and Spanish speakers. For example, last year, a Border Patrol agent detained two women, both of them citizens, when he overheard them speaking Spanish at a gas station in Montana. And in New York, conservative stronghold that, uh, a man launched into a rant after hearing deli workers conversing and threatened to call immigration authorities. Neither of which really has anything to do with the statistics being studied in this issue. What you have is uh, a g- couple of government agents overreaching their authority and a guy throwing a tantrum in New York. We don't know what his motivations or state of mind were. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, but I discussed this yesterday. I, I mean, the the Pew survey brings up the the, the high-level numbers, the, the numbers of people of various ages, educational backgrounds, and political leanings, 
and their reactions to people speaking foreign languages in public. One thing it doesn't do is answer why. Why the offense? Now, it is a fact that between people who are somewhat and not very offended, which, by the way, equals 56% of Republicans, uh, you know, 53% of Republicans, over half, uh, that's we're, we're talking people who are slightly or a little bit offended or bothered by people speaking a foreign language in public. 20% bothered uh, a lot, according to Pew. Uh, but vastly over half, just much lower levels of, of upset over hearing foreign languages. And, and knowing the why would be useful here. Because if you are a bigot, a, a xenophobe, one would think you'd be very bothered by foreign languages in public. Not just a little, not just uh, some. Very, very, very bothered. And so an interesting question to ask to inform these crosstabs for the reader would be, why? Why are you bothered? Are you bothered because the thought of foreigners being in America sends you into a frothing rage? If so, let us know. And why? Or perhaps since you're bothered less than uh, to a lower level than frothing rage, perhaps you could tell us why. Uh, for example, I am somewhat offended, not by people speaking foreign languages. I, I get around in a few languages myself. I enjoy languages. If I could study them full time, I would do it and get paid to do it naturally. But that's not going to happen. But I get around in several languages other than English well enough to, to transact my daily business. And one of them enough to do some work. Uh, so clearly not the xenophobe here. But I get offended by here, and I discussed this on the show yesterday, I get mildly offended when people use foreign languages to virtue signal. For example, I use the example that I use frequently, at least once a year, of the national public radio con uh, uh, reporters, journalists, talk show hosts, who will talk along in their East Coast, upper middle class, uh, Ivy League educated accents, and, and pronounce most normal place names just like a regular American English speaker while talking about Berlin, Germany, and Oslo, Norway, and Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, but then once you get to any sort of Latin American or Spanish or any sort of Hispanic name, suddenly they wrap their mouths around the words like they are Ricardo Montalban come back to life. And so you'll be treated to the specter of people talking about Bonn and Berlin, Germany, Copenhagen, Denmark. Stockholm, Sweden, Oslo, Norway, and Honduras. I mean, they dive into the Latino accents, even though that may be the only Latino thing about them. You won't hear them pronouncing Berlin Deutschland, Bonn Westdeutschland und Niedersachsen, Stockholm, Sverige, Copenhagen, Denmark, Oslo, Norge. You don't hear that. There's apparently no virtue signaling involved. I, I get mildly offended. Not by people speaking Spanish. I speak enough to order lunch, and I enjoy it. But the idea of people using language to virtue signal annoys the bejeebers out of me, as should not be a mystery to anyone who listens to this broadcast for more than a couple of weeks. It pops up once in a while, because every time I listen to National Public Radio, which unfortunately is the only station that comes in on my FM radio on my car at this point, uh, time for a new antenna. I know, I know. But... It annoys the bejeebers out of me to hear that. Anyway, we discussed this yesterday, and I suspect a vast majority of people just find the fact that people speaking other languages around them isn't so much offensive to them because they're xenophobic, but is annoying because speaking foreign languages around people who don't speak them quickly goes from mild curiosity to rudeness. My grandmother, as I said yesterday on the show, Never spoke Norwegian unless she was around a room full of fellow Norwegian native speakers. She spoke Norwegian. Uh, she was born in northwestern Minnesota, but spoke only Norwegian until she was eight. And we hardly ever saw, heard her speaking Norwegian unless she was and she was babysitting one day and Sophie Swenson came over. They'd be talking away in Norwegian. Okay, fine. I wish they would have taught me more. But she didn't do that, partly because when you come to America, you don't do that, and partly because it's very exclusionary. Which is, by the way, even when I'm in a room with my German coworkers 
or my Dutch coworkers, I don't chatter away in German or Dutch because it's a rude way of excluding everyone else in the room. So I came not to not not to uh, praise Pew Research's coverage of the issue, which is perfectly even-handed and, as near as I can tell, presented the facts as they actually are, but to bury the Washington Post's presentation of these facts as supporting the narrative that Republicans are a bunch of xenophobic bigots, and here's the evidence why. I'm not seeing the evidence. In fact, I'm seeing a rather dishonest presentation of the evidence in this particular Washington Post story. But there is one other uh, element of this Washington Post story that I think is uh, even more bothersome that I'd like to talk about when we come back. 651-289-4488 is the number to call, should you care to join me. Uh, also on hashtag NARN Show, N-A-R-N Show, it's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Center of the American Experiment is pleased to announce that Candace Owens will be the keynote speaker at their 2019 annual dinner. Candace Owens is the founder of Blexit, a movement dedicated to driving conservative principles into urban communities. Center of the American Experiment's annual dinner will be held at the Hilton Minneapolis on Saturday, May 18th. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit AmericanExperiment.org. That's AmericanExperiment.org. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. It's happening to you every night. One snores and the other can't sleep. But now, there is a quick and easy-to-use solution, a natural solution. Snore Stop, the number one selling anti-snoring medicine in the U.S. Thank you, Snore Stop. You saved my marriage. It's time to try Snore Stop and make every night a better night for both of you. Spray or tablets are available today at Rite Aid and CVS or online at snorestop.com. American pressure. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort and of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall. And if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. Step into a Chet's-owned Red Wing store this season for non-insulated, waterproof, and water-resistant footwear. Need new boots for summer work? Check out our variety of steel, aluminum, and composite safety toe options. Don't forget our selection of regular toe footwear either. Too busy with projects this season to get to the store? Ask us about our mobile shoe service, where we bring the store to you. Or stop in to see us in Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Circle Pines, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Work is our work. Millions estimate their benefits online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 12A, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Mitchburg, last segment in for Brad Carlson. We'll be back next week, 1 to 3, right here on AM 12A, the page. Don't forget, we got so many events coming up, it's hard to even get through them all. I mean, we've got, uh, we've got Dive In with Sebastian Gorka. We've got the uh, Tour to Israel coming up in December. We've got uh, the, the, the Conflict se- uh, Seminar coming up here next week. So many events that will benefit your life. 
Just go to am1280thepatriot.com. Just browse through them all. I mean, they're all very much worth it. 651-289-4488. Heck, I, I want to go to a bunch of these. I will, of course, be at the Sebastian Gorka's event. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. I will be presiding at the Narn table with Brad and King Banyan. As always, uh, that's always uh, these events are always one of the great fringe benefits of uh, working here at AM Twelve Eighty The Patriot. So, uh, we talked before the break about the coverage of the Pew survey, uh, which came out this past week and covered a bunch of different issues. I mean, a lot of different issues. Uh, it, it covered uh, issues like uh, whether. People say racial or ethnic diversity is good for the country. And, and yes, there was a broad uh, agreement that, yes, it was. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. I believe it is, provided everyone's pulling in the right direction. Uh, people, Whether people see diversity as having a positive impact on the, the country's culture. Uh, and that certainly, uh, well, well, we'll touch back, uh, we'll touch on that here. Uh, also, Support for diversity in the workplace, whether it uh, should extend to hiring as well as just a general ambient atmosphere in the workplace, the importance of students of going to race, racially and ethnically mixed schools, uh, how Americans feel about the diversity of their communities, and uh, the views of neighborhood uh, diversity, uh, whether it's diverse enough, not diverse enough, etc. Plus, uh, how many Americans actually interact with people from other races as a matter of course. And I want to uh, I want to talk about that, but there's two other episode uh, issues that come up in this story that I think the media is uh, portraying misleadingly, to say the least, or at least without appropriate context. Before we do, let's go to the phones. Minneapolis, Mike, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Yes, I just wanted to mention about this issue of uh, foreigners, uh, maybe in Puerto Rican, uh, speaking Spanish and. I have to deal myself with those issues of uh, speaking a foreign language in the middle of a crowd. Yes, it is rude, and I try to avoid it. Um, but this issue of immigration also has little or nothing to do with being from uh, a foreigner. What it has to do is with being an illegal person coming here with the explicit intention to break our laws. So... This country welcomes everyone. And yes, we need people to come here and people are welcome. I feel welcome here. But it's about following the laws. How difficult can it be to follow laws? You are exactly right. You are exactly right. And the narrative uh, among the the elite media is to shut that that correctness down. Because, yeah, it is supporting legal immigration is profoundly conservative and, and and losing the distinction between legal and Ill- illegal immigration is profoundly anti-conservative and that is exactly correct and I could not possibly well, agree with you more Mike but if if, if we're going to be a nation of laws or and, and you're coming here already explicitly saying that you are not willing to follow our laws what can we expect of you uh, exactly. I mean, if, if you come into my house and you don't follow my rules, you're going to be thrown out or worse. Ex- so, exactly. Uh, well, welcome to my house. You're welcome. But I have rules. Come so, in through the front door, not the window. Thank you very much, if, Mike. If you come through the window, you're going to get shot, so don't <laughs> even try it. <laughs> what you said, Mike. Thank you very much. Appreciate your call. Feel free to call any time. Great to hear from you. Uh, two things that, that came. And by the way, yes, absolutely. The distinction between legal and illegal immigration is absolutely vital. And that's reason why you will never hear the term illegal immigrant uh, on national public radio or any of the mainstream media. It's undocumented. And that's uh, so very, very benign. Uh, Two of the other uh, subjects of this uh, of this Pew survey that came out this past week that has, that have been getting, I, I'll just say, disingenuous and incomplete, context deprived uh, coverage from the mainstream media, largely with an attempt to impugn the motives and attitudes of conservatives, are two questions: Is racial and ethnic diversity very good for the country? Now, generally speaking. Uh, the population as a whole, all adults uh, agreed, uh, 77 to uh, to, uh, 23, that it was either very good or somewhat good. And that that held true pretty much across all ethnic uh, stripes. Uh, Now, among Democrats, a total of 85% uh, believed it was uh, very good or somewhat good to be ethnically diverse. 
Total is 65%. 39 said it was very good. 26% it was somewhat good among those who are Republican uh, or who lean Republican. And across uh, the, the line for whites, it varied very, very closely based on education. Uh, among white, uh, whites with white high school education or less, 63% said it was go- very good or somewhat good. Uh, very, by the way, identical to uh, that among blacks, among African-Americans. In fact, uh, the, the percentages almost all the way up the education scale uh, between whites and blacks are almost identical. Uh, but among Republicans, it's, well, again, two-thirds say it's an unalloyed good thing. Uh, Twenty about a quarter said somewhat good, but it has uh, perhaps an asterisk in there. And this is being portrayed by some in the media and social media as being proof positive that white Republicans are racist and they hate diversity. Well, there's a few of them out there that are. But I'm going to suspect that it has a lot more to do with the attitudes uh, of not so much the skin colors and languages of those who are coming to America, those who make up that diversity, but the ideas they bring with them. We have a lot of immigrants to this, uh, to this country. Uh, we are a nation of immigrants. But for the vast majority of this country, they came here. Our, our forefathers came here to be free of the misery, the miasma, the, 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 the tyranny, the control, the societies of the countries from which they came. My Norwegian ancestors didn't come here to bring Norway to the prairie. They came here to be Americans. They brought a little bit of Norway with them, including their language, although that died out until I started studying it. But they came here to be part of a country that is a free association of equals that governs by consent of the governed and has enumerated powers for government rather than enumerated freedoms for civilians for citizens. And we have a lot of people who are coming to this country who are, I'm going to suspect, the very opposite of our, our caller, Mike, who called in earlier, who I'm going to say probably sounds like he could teach a lot of American citizens lessons on civics and what this country is supposed to be about. By the way, as can a lot of immigrants who in many cases do appreciate this country more than uh, the people who were born here. But diversity frequently brings also diverse ideas, and many of those diverse ideas are brought here from societies that place a much lower stress on freedom, on liberty, on the unique worth of the individual than our society does. And this is not good diversity. I don't care if you're black, white, gay, Muslim, as long as you're here to stump for the same things that our founding fathers fought for. And that this country actually means and stands for other than that as opposed to benefits, as opposed to the things that Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez stand for. I say, come here legally and welcome. Otherwise, diversity has its downside. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. It's time for the Narn Report. When former Vice President Joe Biden launched his third bid for the presidency, he became the 20th Democrat to seek the party's nomination for the 2020 race. While Biden has politically evolved further left in the 21st century, he certainly isn't as fringe as fellow candidates Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, or Elizabeth Warren. However, the woke portion of the party now has to address two conflicting goals over the next several months. One, of course, is defeating President Trump. The other is engaging in identity politics. However, the latter may be most difficult to attain due to the fact the top two candidates, Biden and Sanders, are straight white men. And that gives them no points on the intersectionality scorecard. I'm Brad Carlson. Join the conversation Saturday and Sunday afternoons from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot. You're a do-it-yourselfer. You fix things around the house, take care of the yard, wash your car, and on top of it all, run your own business. But wow, when it comes to digital marketing and advertising, things aren't so do-it-yourself. 
You need results and just aren't getting them on your own. Salem Surround will get you results. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Using every digital marketing tool possible is a necessity to compete in today's business world. But you have to know about all the options. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and, most importantly, revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.